Welcome to the Lost in the Shuffle podcast brought to you by your online source for tap dance education, itaponline.com. My name is Hillary Marie and I've created this podcast for you to listen to during your commute to or from the dance studio in hopes that you'll walk away with some new knowledge or fresh inspiration. What's up, you guys? Welcome to another episode of the Lost in the Shuffle Tap Dance Podcast, brought to you by your online source for tap dance education, itaponline.com. My name is Hilary Marie. I am your host, and I am here to support you in your tap dance journey by giving you quick and easy access to new knowledge and fresh inspiration so you can be the tap dancer that you want to be. And today, my friends, I'm going to share with you nine lessons learned during quarantine. All right. I'm going to share with you nine lessons that I learned, my nine takeaways from quarantine as a tap dance artist, as a dance studio owner, as a teacher, as a functioning human member of society. (laughs) All right. These are my nine lessons that I learned during quarantine. Lesson number one, it truly is possible to run an awesome high quality tap dance program solely on zoom. All right. This is my first lesson learned because I was skeptical At first, I held off on moving ITAP online over to Zoom because I felt that it would be a short-term wow factor type of thing and that everyone's technique would get sloppy and that I would be doing everyone a disservice to their tap dance training. And man, was I wrong. We are dancing on Zoom in ITAP online. And I have seen each of my students get so much better. Now, if you are a tap teacher who is listening to this, surely you can empathize with students' technique getting sloppy during quarantine, but not my students, y'all. They are crushing it. They are focused. They are all in. And with itaponline.com, I've been able to offer more to them. For 80% of the cost of one weekly tap class, itaponline family members have access to three classes per week and they are showing up for all of it and they have access to playbacks and they are watching them. I'm seeing each of these dancers develop their own personal practice and I'm finding that they are dancing more now than they were dancing pre-COVID and that they are developing a deeper relationship with the dance and it is just absolutely beautiful. So lesson number one is that it truly is possible to run an awesome high quality tap dance program solely on zoom. And it has just been the best to see with iTap online family members. Lesson number two, when doing something new, you have to wipe your slate clean. So everyone was very concerned about how to run an in-studio style tap class on Zoom. I saw everybody asking questions like, how do we do across the floor on a tiny tap floor? How do we get them to go one at a time? How do we watch our students while we demonstrate? And ultimately, what I saw was that everyone was trying to copy and paste their in-studio tap class 
over to Zoom. The question was, how do I teach my in-studio tap class on Zoom? And the answer, my friends, is you don't. The reason my Zoom class format works so well is because I was willing to wipe my slate clean and approach it completely differently by folding technical exercises into long-form follow-along style warm-ups, by tweaking my approach to call and response, by teaching everybody on the left-hand side facing the camera so that my students could see and connect with my face and therefore connect with my words, by experimenting with new tech to make sure that I was offering the best experience possible. I had to wipe away from my mind what a tap class looked like and start over again. Now, I didn't sacrifice any of the five fundamentals of tap dance. And if you want to hear more about the five fundamentals of tap dance, go ahead and listen to episode 45. All right. So you can scroll back and check out Lost in the Shuffle Tap Dance podcast, episode 45, where I talk about the five fundamentals of tap dance. So I'm not talking about sacrificing anything from the art form. I'm talking about being willing to wipe the slate clean and think of new ways to deliver the information, new ways to approach honoring the five fundamentals of tap dance in this new way, in this new vehicle of teaching on zoom so lesson number two when doing something new you have to wipe your slate clean now lesson number three now is not the time for comparisonitis all right this one was huge for me you guys i am in a mastermind group with dance studio owners all around the world australia europe us west coast america east coast united states you name it and i saw zero and i mean zero consistency across the board I saw one studio that lost all of their students over the age of 13 and another studio that lost all their students under the age of seven. I saw one that lost their whole children teen program and another that lost their whole adult program. One that lost their company kids while another had 100% retention of their company kids, but lost all of their rec kids. One studio did an outdoor recital that all of the families attended and loved and another did an outdoor recital that the families didn't show up to because they were afraid of crowds. I learned during this time how truly individual each area surrounding each dance studio is and that what works for one studio does not work for another. And that means it is a great time to put the blinders on. Now, I've always been good at having blinders on because my studio, Grooves Unlimited Dance Studio in Livingston, New Jersey, is a niche market dance studio. We only offer hip hop and tap dance training, and that is our focus. And for that reason, our studio looks a lot different than other studios. And we, you know, we put our head down and we focus on ourselves. We don't pay attention to what other people are doing. But during COVID, I took those blinders off briefly and I, I took them off because I wanted to see what was going on. I wanted to make sure that I was making the right choices. I wanted to get support from other people. And after one month of observing the industry and realizing that there was zero industry standard, I immediately put those blinders back on and I said to myself, these are the choices that I am making. I am owning them. I am making the best decisions that I can possibly make. Blinders back on now is not the time for comparisonitis. 
Lesson number four, the time for transparency is now. Now, there is this desire and inclination to keep things to yourself, to put out the fires before anyone even notices that things have gone wrong. Don't let them see you sweat, right? That's show business. Make it look easy. I'm all about making things look easy and striving for a flawless professionalism. In fact, I'm often obsessed with it, if I'm most honest. But I found that COVID was not the time and place for that. I was very upfront with students and families. I was very transparent, telling them how hard our team was working behind the scenes. I would tell them the challenges that we were facing. I would share with them our contingency plans. Now, I'm not talking about whining and complaining, okay? That's not what I'm talking about here. You shouldn't be whining and complaining. I'm talking about being transparent real and very open and not giving into that pressure to be perfect and professional and the best at all times. Okay. Now this transparency didn't just extend to our students and families at the studio, but it also extended to our team. We were so transparent about what the reality of this situation was with our team, what the unknowns were, what the different future options were under which specific circumstances. I didn't sugarcoat anything. Now that doesn't mean it was all doom and gloom. I approached it with a realistic optimism and regular reminders that this is temporary and we're going to make it to the other side. And I found that this transparency with students, families, and team members helped us solve problems quickly and better understand the needs of everyone involved so that we can make moves and do what needed to be done to support everybody who was involved. So in the end, I found that the time for transparency is now. Lesson number five, crisis mode means logic and strategy only. All right. Logic and strategy only, my friends. Problem pops up, solve it. Question, answer it. Fear, negate it. There hit a point where I just couldn't be emotional about it anymore. Quarantine extended? Okay. No recital? Sure. School's canceled till the end of the year? All right. Another family dropped? Okay. Another scholarship application for a family that lost their job? Okay. The Wi-Fi is out? Of course it is. Sure. Oh, Zoom installed an update that broke everyone's computers today. Perfect. Right? I just, I had to turn it into an emotionless zombie to be able to continue to function because my heart just couldn't take it any other way. My heart could not take the pain of students dropping out of dance class, the anxiety of the unknown, the fear of economic collapse, you name it. The sky was falling and I had to turn into a Vulcan style robot just to make it to the other side because my heart just could not handle it. So that meant nothing but logic and nothing but strategy. And when I made that shift, when I took the emotion out of it, I found that I was able to do what needed to be done and not be dragged down by the fear, anxiety, sadness, and grief that COVID brought along. So my lesson learned is that when crisis mode hits, it means there's only space for logic and strategy, and I needed to really strip that emotion out of it. Lesson number six, bringing your best when it matters the most requires 
sacrifice. Now, I have always been a hard worker, all right? I am a bootstrap type of girl. I do the hard work. I put the time in. But over the years, I learned to pull back. I learned to take better care of myself. I learned to work smarter rather than harder. I learned to seek work-life balance and self-care. And all of that went completely out the window during COVID. From the moment we closed our doors on March 13th until our virtual concert date on June 14th, I worked 18 hours a day, seven days a week. And the only reason that I only worked 18 hours a day was because I was disciplined and I made certain that I always slept six hours. I literally had an alarm on my phone and I made certain that I put myself to bed. All right. So 18 hours a day, seven days a week from supporting my team to supporting my students, to supporting the parents of my students, to phone calls with the bank, phone calls with the small business authority, helping teachers out in the ITAP online community to get their Zoom set up straight, sending handwritten snail mail letters to my students, editing videos, filming videos, teaching my own Zoom classes, doing recording sessions. It just never stopped. I would literally wake up before my husband. I would go into my room and I would not come out until after he was asleep. We were quarantined in the same house and barely saw each other for months because I was doing everything, literally everything that I could possibly do to make sure that my team had their jobs, that my students had access to a high quality tap dance education online, and that my studio would make it to the other side, all while being forced to pay full rent, no rent forgiveness, no deferral for a space that I wasn't even able to use for five months. And that's just the way that it goes. And that's okay. Bringing your best when it matters the most requires sacrifice, and I was willing to do that. I was willing to put in that work. Lesson number seven is that I have the best team in the whole wide world. It is true. I have the best team in the whole world, and this goes for both my studio, Grooves Unlimited, and itaponline.com. It was all hands on deck during COVID. Testing tech equipment, filming, editing, teaching, researching, you name it. And every single one of my team members was all in. They gave me their absolute best when it mattered the most. And this is when skills, dedication, relationships, you name it, are put to the test. And they showed up, they pulled through, and I cannot thank them enough for it. Because I know in my heart that what we achieved would have been absolutely impossible without each of their contributions. So I truly learned that I have the best team in the world. Lesson number eight was a reality check. I remember one year when a hurricane hit during Jersey Tap Fest that I felt like it was the absolute end of the world to me. And you can hear more about that in episode 41. I also remember finding out that our studio's recital dress rehearsal was the same night as junior prom and being super stressed out about it. Or the time that we lost our theater one week before a show and we had to change theaters, change seating charts, rig our own lighting. And I remember the stress of that. Looking back at all of those moments that felt like big problems, <laughs> it just, it makes me laugh right now. COVID taught me 
what a real challenge looks like as a small business owner and everything else, all those stressful moments of the past, teachers who overslept their classes, artists who showed up too drunk or high to perform, every crazy thing that I have dealt with as an event producer, it all feels like gravy now. I got that reality check. Lesson number nine is minimalism is the best. I'm a minimalist at heart. I enjoy living a simple life that is well beneath my means. Outside of basic living expenses like mortgage, food, and transportation, the only other things that I really spent money on included Muay Thai training, massage therapy, physical therapy, chiropractor visits, so a lot of health and wellness taking care of my body, eating out at restaurants, and books. I don't like to buy new clothes or gadgets. I never have that keeping up with the Joneses type of FOMO. So when closure hit, scaling back financially to play it safe wasn't really a problem. No more massage, no more PT, no more Cairo, no problem. I did my PT sessions at home on my own. I used my TheraBand, my roller, my ball, and I took care of myself. I continued to order some takeout here and there to support my favorite local businesses, but I mostly cooked at home. And I did choose to continue to pay my Muay Thai mat fee because I really wanted to support them during COVID. So I did continue to spend that money, but I wasn't driving anywhere. So I saved a ton of money on gas and tolls. And for books, I went back through my Kindle and I reread my favorite ones. So I'm very thankful to live a minimalist lifestyle because when a financially difficult time hit, it was okay. It was all right. There wasn't much left to scale back on. So there you go, you guys. Nine lessons learned during COVID. Some of them are dance related. Some of them are studio related. Some are teacher related. Some are just human being related. And a quick review, lesson number one, It truly is possible to run an awesome, high-quality tap dance program solely on Zoom. Lesson number two, when doing something new, you have to wipe your slate clean. Got to be willing to approach it differently. Lesson number three, now is not the time for comparisonitis. And lesson number four is that the time for transparency is now. Lesson number five, crisis mode means logic and strategy only. Lesson number six is that bringing your best when it matters the most requires sacrifice. Lesson number seven, I truly have the best team in the world. Lesson number eight, a reality check. And lesson number nine, minimalism is where it's at. All right. So those are my nine lessons learned during COVID-19 quarantine. I would love to hear from you. I would love to know what you learned. What are your takeaways from all of this quarantine time? What's so fascinating about this time is that we were all experiencing the same thing at the same time, but individually. All right. So it wasn't exactly the same. We were on our own individual journeys, but we were all being affected simultaneously by the same thing worldwide. And I would love to know 
what lessons have you learned during quarantine? So you can always drop a comment on the show notes of this episode, or you can share a comment in the ITAP Online Community Facebook group, which is super easy to find. You can just type ITAP Online Community into your Facebook app and find us there, or you can go to itaponlinecommunity.com and it will take you right there. All right. I look forward to hearing from you. I look forward to hearing what lessons you learned during quarantine. And I hope that we will have a chance to share shuffles together very, very soon. (laughs) 